Welcome to the Making Connections podcast with your host, Spencer Raposo. This podcast was made to interview current registered kinesiologists in Ontario and talk to them about what they do and where they see the future of the profession going. The goal of the podcast is to get a conversation going about kinesiology as a regulated health profession in Ontario. Each episode, we'll bring on a new guest with loads of experience as an ARKIN that will share their story and any advice for any new ARKINs and kinesiology students about current opportunities in the field. In this episode, I interview Victoria Galetta, a registered kinesiologist and owner of Pure Movement in Collingwood, Ontario. Victoria's main clinical focus is in the field of aqua therapy through Pure Movement. Pure Movement's mission is to improve quality of life of adults through aqua therapy and personalized workout programs, allowing clients to continue living independently, playing with their children or grandchildren, and enjoying their regular recreational activities. Her experience began like any other Arkin in a physiotherapy clinic where she discovered aqua therapy. In this episode, we discuss how Victoria jumped into the deep end and made a splash, creating pure movement and how volunteering helped her decide what she didn't want to do. Hello, Victoria. Hi, how are you? Good, how are you doing today? I'm good, thanks. Good, so I just want to welcome you, Victoria, to the Making Connection podcast, and I really thank you for coming on it today. Yeah, thanks for having me. This is going to be great. Yeah, awesome. So I know we have a lot to talk about from either a conversation yesterday, um, so I really just want to kind of jump into it and kind of let you take the floor and let us know about how long you've been in Arkin and then sort of your background story kind of going into it. Sure. Um, So I've been a kin for coming up to four years now. Um, I did my undergrad at Guelph in human kinetics. And um, while I was at Guelph, I volunteered in a clinic, volunteered at the hospital, Mm -hmm. and volunteered in an anatomy lab just to kind of see what was out there and um, just my options. Yeah, for sure. after graduating, so I took some time off, um, as most people do, I think, mm-hmm. after their undergrad. I yeah. um, I worked for the Guelph Storm, which is a hockey team in, in Guelph, as mm-hmm. uh, their manager in their retail store. Um, I had been working there for years, and uh, I got to take a season and, and uh, manage the retail store and manage some staff, so that was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Um, also, during that time, I worked for, this is kind of random, but I worked for a, a drilling company, mm-hmm. um, which would take, like, uh, sam- soil samples and mm-hmm. and dig wells and stuff, <laughs> which is yeah. not related really to Kin at all, but... No. Um, Everyone has those jobs. Yeah, exactly. Right, so... Uh, and, and that's, this is, like, in, an important part of um, my story, because I realized that I didn't want to be in an office job because I worked um, for this, this company for a year. Yeah. Um, Like I have a crazy backstory as to how I got the job. So I was, uh, I was um, coming back from a job interview at a 
uh, long-term care home. Mm -hmm. And I actually witnessed a car accident and oh. everyone was okay. Mm -hmm. uh, but I decided to stay and give a statement. And the CEO of this company also stayed to give a statement. Mm -hmm. And while we were waiting for the police, we were talking. And mm -hmm. um, after 20 minutes of talking, he just offered me a job with his company. So hmm. um, it's kind of crazy how, how things can happen like that. Yeah, um, really though. Yeah. <laughs> Jeez. Um, so after working there for, I can't remember, I think it was eight to nine months, maybe 10 months, mm -hmm. um, I decided to go back to school and do a post-grad at Humber College in mm -hmm. exercise science and lifestyle management. Yep. Um, and this was, I was first introduced to like kinesiology as a profession. Um, also was introduced to um, a teacher who owned his own clinic as a kinesiologist, which I okay. didn't even think was a possibility. Yeah, no, absolutely not. Back then, um, <laughs> and I knew that I wanted to end up in Collingwood at this point. So I was like, this teacher lives in Markham. There's like a high population there. It's it's definitely doable, but I don't think it's doable in, in the Collingwood area. So mm -hmm. um, that was pretty, uh, pretty cool. Like Humber was a, a great program. It was eight months of kind mm -hmm. of intense um, uh, courses. And we, um, there was some internships as well, like on campus and off campus. Mm -hmm. um, and this program definitely prepared me to write the kin exam and become more, um, comfortable with practical skills. Yeah. Um, my undergrad was great for the theoretical, but um, yeah. this program definitely helped with the practical skills. Yeah, I've heard a lot of good things about that program in terms of having like more of the practical because like up until more recently, a lot of the undergrads had no practical component. It's only been like in the last year or two that some of the, like I know Western for sure, because I get students now that are like clinical kinesiology students coming mm -hmm. into like my clinic for like practicals which is cool yeah but yeah if you never had that I've heard good things about the the Humber College lifestyle management and exercise science yeah um yeah definitely after my undergrad I wouldn't have I probably wouldn't have passed the kin exam and I definitely wouldn't have been comfortable to work in a clinical setting at all yeah. um but it was great for the foundation and like that knowledge for sure Mm -hmm. um so then so I did a um uh internship at Mackenzie Health uh in Vaughn Vaughn area uh mm -hmm. in cardiac rehab so that was um pretty awesome just there was again a large population there so you, you the classes were um a lot larger like 30 people so there was and and this was a great um program for this health center there was it was mm -hmm. all kins working there which was awesome to see um mm -hmm. coming out of school for sure mm -hmm. you um, said it was Mackenzie health yeah yeah okay cool cool I think it was technically Thornhill but I just said Vaughn area <laughs> yeah yeah um yeah also while I was at Humber I did a research or I was a research assistant for a, a project a research project mm -hmm. Um, that was with Humber and I think it was partnered with McMaster and we mm -hmm. were doing a project on uh, yoga and how it affects mental health. So I was nice. brought on uh, to do the pre and post fitness testing and there's some cognitive testing as well. So that was a Interesting. pretty cool experience as well. 
Yeah. Um, and then after Humber, I got a job offer in Collingwood, um, like very shortly after I finished my program. Mm -hmm. But I think this is the case for a lot of kins. It was a PTA slash kin position. Um, so, but I wanted to be in Collingwood. I knew it. So I, I took the job and was Mm -hmm. like focused on getting into more of a kin, um, full-time kin position. And that's what happened over time. I was there for Mm-hmm. two to three years over time I um became more of a full-time kin mm-hmm. um and then while I was there there was some clients that required aqua therapy and I was willing to go to the pool with them and so we started to kind of experiment with the aqua therapy um mm-hmm. piece and I was there for or I we were doing that for about six months Um, And I had done Mm -hmm. some continuing education with the Canadian Aquatic Rehabilitation Institute, um, Mm -hmm. which is where I met another kin who owned her own business. So this is the second Mm -hmm. person that I was like, wow, this is a thing. Like kins can own their own business. This is awesome. Yeah. 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 Um, So that was, I think, November of 2018. So that's when Mm -hmm. I was kind of thinking like, this is, this is something that I could do. Um, mm-hmm. Aqua therapy, other than being offered at the clinic I was working at, wasn't being offered in, in the Collingwood area. And if yeah. you know anything about the Collingwood area, it's like a lot of retirees and older individuals. Yes. They're still pretty active, but um, they like to be active in like a pool setting. So mm-hmm. my mind was kind of turning. I was like, this, this could be an option. Um, So then once the clinic I was working at decided to kind of cancel all aqua therapy services um, Mm -hmm. due to my clinic schedule and the pool schedule just didn't um, mix very well. So I was Mm -hmm. needed in the clinic more, but Mm -hmm. um, I I liked being at the pool a bit more. So uh, aqua therapy got canceled and this kind of devastated me and um, I was sad for a day, but then realized I this this is a perfect opportunity to start this as my own That's business. Awesome, <laughs> so uh, I actually decided over a weekend and went in Monday and was like, "This is what I'm going to do." Um, it was nice. I had full support from my family, my boyfriend, my, his family. Like that was all really important for me to kind of pursue no, for this because. Sure. Yeah. Um, had I not had that yeah. support system, I wouldn't have felt comfortable pursuing no, this at that's all. That's definitely super, super important yeah. to kind of have that backing. Yeah. Um, so then, yeah, the idea of peer movement was born. Um, the only issue now was I didn't have any formal business training. Um, yeah. And that's the second part. Yeah. Of, yeah. So um, I had a bit of experience with managing a team back when I worked um, for the Gulf Storm. Um, Mm -hmm. But yeah, I didn't have any of that formal training. Yeah, for sure. So friends in the area were telling me about the Center for Business and more specifically the Small Business Enterprise. I had no idea, but every town and city has one of these. (laughs) 
Uh, yeah, I discovered that like last year that like, yeah, they all have these small business centers that are actually super, super helpful. Yeah, and they have so many resources. Oh, yeah. So I went in and met with them. Um, they loved my idea for this business. Um, mm-hmm. They helped me apply to a grant program, uh, which I ended up getting into. And this, and uh, they, I guess, structure it differently in uh, every town because um, a friend of mine um, also was in this grant program a year before me. And it was, we talked mm-hmm. about it, it was structured completely differently. So mm-hmm. um, for her, they just gave her the money. Um, but for here mm-hmm. in Collingwood, they um, give you part of the money first. Then you go through mm-hmm. uh, a mentorship program and then monthly mm-hmm. training sessions for six months. And then after you graduate that program, they give you the rest of the money, which is nice because you get that training that I didn't have. Yeah. Um, hmm. So I... I'm still working with my mentor right now. He's been amazing. Um, He's not in the healthcare field at all, but um, it's nice to have that outside perspective because he, he helps me think kind of outside the box because I'm surrounded Mm by a bunch of people, a bunch of uh, clinicians kind of thinking the same way of running a business. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. it's been nice um, for him to kind of help me think outside the box. No, for sure. And that's, that's really important to kind of get those different views because yeah, if you hang out with sort of the same group of people, you all generally have the same sort of ideas. So it's kind of nice to kind of get an outside perspective. Yeah. Yeah. Look at it a different way. Yeah, for sure. Um, so yeah, it's been, I'm celebrating a year in business, which has been crazy. Yeah, I saw that. <laughs> Starting on, you have your virtual celebration. Yes. On May, on May 1st. 1st. Yes. Um, that's exciting. So it's, yeah, this Friday. Um, yeah, what was I going to say? I don't remember. <laughs> um, oh, yeah. So technically, I saw I saw a client before um, actually starting my business, kind of to work out all the kinks. Um, so mm-hmm. technically, the my first client I saw was April 16th or something like that. But yeah, when I started the business with neighbors. Yeah. So yeah, it's exciting. Nice. Yeah. It's been a, mm-hmm. like a huge roller coaster because the um, local pool that I work out of was closed for, um, it was supposed to be for three weeks to do maintenance. And I was fully like, mm-hmm. they do it every year. So I knew that that was going to happen, mm-hmm. but then um, they found some other issues and then they were closed for six months or not six months, mm-hmm. six weeks. Um, and then all of this COVID stuff. So it's been quite a roller coaster uh, first year, mm-hmm. but it's been it's been great. Nice. So what I wanted to kind of further discuss now that now you're kind of settled into your role as like the owner and the kinesiologist at Pure mm-hmm. Movement, I want you to kind of just give a little bit of an explanation in terms of like what exactly do you do in your role. So if you were to explain to someone like what you yeah. do. Um, so I... So I run all aspects of the business. So I, I will mm-hmm. see um, a full schedule of clients, which can be like four to five, maybe six clients a day. Um, it's all one-on-one. I don't do group sessions because I, I really like mm-hmm. um, focusing in on the person and just mm-hmm. um, in like giving them an individual program that's meant kind of for them. Mm-hmm. Um, so each mm-hmm. session is kind of, it has the same framework. So there's a warm up. I try to incorporate a cardio um, 
aspect to it. Um, For sure. And it, it, it like depends. So if it's, I, if it's a shoulder injury, um, I still try to get their body warmed up. Um, the, Mm -hmm. the temperature of the water is fairly warm. So it's, um, Uh it's already kind of nice that way. Um, and then we do some strengthening, some balance and then stretching. And then I've started to incorporate uh, meditation at the end of each session. So they're in a floating position, Mm -hmm. which is um, they're a hundred percent non-weight bearing. So if there's Mm -hmm. like, if they have any um, arthritis or they just had surgery or um, they have an injury, it's kind of nice to be in that floating position where gravity isn't working on you. You can completely relax. Mm -hmm. Um, So, uh, I take them through like a body scan and I've had some people mm-hmm. fall asleep. <laughs> They're so relaxed that they fall asleep. So it's, really? that's what I strive for every time. Um, that's awesome. yeah. So, and then I, so I also book them. I do all the invoicing and the scheduling mm-hmm. and all of that as well. So yeah, you're complete runner operator yeah. every, every aspect. Yeah, I... yeah for sure. Uh, awesome. I do all the marketing no. as well. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's important to show that like, yeah, not just your role as a kinesiologist in terms of what you do clinically or in your pool therapy sessions, but also, yes, you have to run marketing. Yes. You have to run billing and all the other business stuff, which can be like, is normally for a person, a job in itself. Oh, yeah, right? for sure. So it's crazy. that You're doing everything. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. This time has been kind of nice to just focus on that stuff. Um, focus on the mm-hmm. um, administrative um, part of the job. So been nice. Yeah. And actually take time to like, to like think yeah, about it's it. It's been nice to catch up on things too. <laughs> mm-hmm. So now that we kind of discussed about kind of how you got to where you are and what you do currently in your role, I wanted to kind of just go over like your general overall experience as a kinesiologist so far. Is it kind of based on what you thought when you finished school and your interpretation now? Yeah. Um, so I, I love being a kinesiologist. I have uh, everyone that I meet always asks like, oh, why aren't you a physio? I'm like, I actually really love this. Like, I love exercise mm-hmm. prescription. I love um, just all aspects of it. Um, and I love seeing kind of the progression of the client. Um and see them mm-hmm. go from not able to walk very well to being able to walk in the water and then building strength in the water and then being able to eventually um, translate mm-hmm. that uh, to land. So it's been, it, it's been great in that sense. Um, mm-hmm. I've realized that uh, the, the public, the general public needs a lot of education as to like, what exactly a kinesiology kinesiologist is um Mm -hmm. i don't know if you've found that at at all no for sure that's definitely something that um is something that the public needs to know like physiotherapy like everyone knows what that is in the in perspective of that and i think that's really important to kind of build what a kinesiologist is or does and that's kind of part of this podcast too is just not educating like students and new Americans and other people in the field of what kinesiologists do but also like the public and that's something that I hope will start to change um which we'll talk we can talk a little bit more on the next part about the yeah but yeah I, I agree like a lot of people don't know who they yeah. are right and I hope that 
changes sometime yeah. in the future. And the cool thing I like about your story is like you were saying, like your overall experience as a kin saying like people like, Oh, why don't you become a physio? And one important thing I want to point out here is that you don't need to do more schooling to, to do yeah. what you're doing. Like typically you probably would see a physiotherapist doing like a version of aqua therapy, but you necessarily, if that's what you want to do, you don't necessarily need to, do more schooling you can do it as a kinesiologist if that's really what you're yeah and I didn't mention before I actually started seeing clients in the pool without any of that continuing education I just kind of applied what I Mm -hmm. knew with land-based exercises Mm -hmm. and just applied it to the water and then as I loved it more and more I I searched for courses to take and to learn more and just to kind of develop those skills a bit more so yeah, mm-hmm. like you can, yeah, you wouldn't even really need the continuing education um, right off the bat, I would say. Um, mm-hmm. Oh, sorry, go no. ahead. No, I was just going to talking about, yeah, like continuing education and stuff like that. Yesterday, we talked about how you are starting uh, a potential, well, starting like to work on a workshop with a natural path. And you guys were kind of discussing um, something that you guys can do if you want to go a little bit more in depth in terms of what you guys were thinking of. Cause I think that's cool, especially now with all the COVID stuff, working on more online workshops to kind of help um, your population. Yeah, So uh, it's called um, your healthiest self. It's an eight week program. Okay. Um, and so I'm working with two naturopaths on this workshop. They're going to be one, one of them mm-hmm. is going to be working on um, like the nutrition uh, aspect of it. Um, the other new, uh, naturopath is going to be focusing on like hormonal health. And then I come in with mm-hmm. the kind of exercise piece and starting to exercise um, safely during this time. So if we've been for the last, six weeks haven't really been exercising um i'm gonna start Mm -hmm. very basic and kind of uh progress you over the the eight weeks into like a Mm -hmm. a more um like a like giving you the tools to kind of use yourself and um and and uh yeah work out and and be comfortable with it basically Mm -hmm. Um, we are going to be offering videos and there's going to be a homework piece that you do every week. Um, we're also doing like a question and answer zoom, uh, call weekly just to check in with everybody. And if Mm -hmm. they have any questions, um, we can answer them like live. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, so that starts, um, so enrollment is this week and then it starts next Monday, basically. Uh, Mm -hmm. No, what I, yeah, what I wanted to really point out for that was that school is like, yes, you, as a business owner, you write, right. Your main thing is the aqua therapy and right now, unfortunately you can't because of yeah. the situation. And it's important to show that as an entrepreneur and a like business owner, you have to sort of like mm-hmm. pivot and change. And that's the reason why I really wanted to point this out is you still need to kind of figure out how you can help people and you kind of develop and found a way to work with, yes, another profession to kind of develop a program to help sort of people yeah in your yeah um 
Yeah, Rahan's been great. He's the naturopath that I'm working with. Um, I mm -hmm. rent space from him. Um, so th that's where I do my mm -hmm. assessments um, prior to going into the pool. Mm -hmm. um, and he's included mm -hmm. me in as like a team member. Um, I'm not just someone who gives him money every month. It's I'm part of mm -hmm. his team. And it's been yeah, it's been great. I love the community here in Collingwood. It's so everyone's so inviting yeah. and um, everyone's so supportive of each other. So it's been great. No. Yeah, I think that's really important as a business owner is kind of getting in with the other business owners and kind of being a community. Yeah, really yeah. Important. There's a, a weekly um, coffee meeting. Uh, it's called Open Coffee here in Collingwood. And it's uh, mm -hmm. small businesses nice. and entrepreneurs meet every Wednesday morning. There's a topic that we talk about. Um, we kind of give uh, like our experiences and what's worked for us. Um, and yeah, there's been like 30 people at these meetings. It's, it's pretty cool. We're doing them virtually now, um, every Wednesday morning, but yeah, it yeah it's a great, yeah. great community up here. Nice. Yeah. So next portion I wanted to kind of discuss with you was, um, an important question that I like to talk to about, uh, talk to with a lot of the kinesiologists is where they kind of see the future of the profession going. And for each person, it's always different based on your trials and tribulations, things that have go gone good and things have gone bad. But in general, like, where do you see the future of kinesiology going as a profession in five, ten yeah, years? Yeah, um, one thing that I really hope happens <laughs> is that uh, insurance companies start to cover kin um, a little more. Um, mm -hmm. So... Like, for example, I had a client, um, he was in an accident that damaged his spinal cord um, and he was diagnosed with quadriplegia and he was in mm -hmm. a rehab facility in Toronto and was doing physio, occupational therapy and actually aqua therapy. So when he came back to Collingwood, he was looking mm -hmm. for someone to go into the pool with him um, mm -hmm. and he we we worked together but he was hoping really hoping that his insurance company would cover um aqua therapy because he felt that that was the best thing for him um and and mm -hmm. it didn't he still he still like paid out of pocket we got him onto a program um that he was comfortable doing on his own so uh, i forget how many mm -hmm. i should have looked this up i forget how many months we worked together i think it was probably three months um like mm -hmm. when we started I would take him in with a water wheelchair mm -hmm. um but by the time we were kind of done and he was strengthening and I was comfortable um like quote-unquote graduating him <laughs> he was able to walk yeah. in and out of the pool himself um yeah it's That's crazy it's so but he, it's crazy and he's like the biggest advocate for kinesiology and aqua therapy um, because of that experience, mm -hmm. um, he's, I know he's talked to his insurance company a couple of times to try to get it covered, but, um, yeah, yeah, he's, he's a, uh, all of my clients. So this is something that I do, uh, when we have like our discovery call, they, like one question is always, um, are you covered? I'm like, well, it depends. You have to call your insurance company and, and find out. Um, and mm -hmm. the majority of people do call their insurance company, which is great because, mm -hmm. um, the insurance company will know that 
people are looking for mm-hmm. kinesiology and want it covered. So um, yeah, I try to get like most of the clients to call and see if, if they're covered, um, which I mm-hmm. think will hopefully bring me back to where I started, like where I started with this little uh, rant is that hopefully insurance companies will start covering kin a little more regularly um, and have it. Yeah. More, more available for people. Yeah. I think that is a really important step that that service itself is available and it is covered. I've seen some insurance companies will be able to cover kinesiology um, sometimes it's called other things mm-hmm. like exercise therapy, um, but some of them I've seen it actually saying like a kinesiology, yeah. which is, I think, like you said, really important because and that puts, uh, that takes one less barrier down from people getting kinesiology services if it's covered compared to other kind of yeah. healthcare professions. So I agree with you that in terms of if in order for kinesiology to grow as a profession, it kind of needs to have that backing from insurance yeah. to be covered. So then people feel um, um, like it isn't a burden yeah. to pay out of pocket, but I, I feel, yeah, I feel like if the service is good enough, then people will still pay. Like I'm sure a lot of people still kind of obviously clearly use your services, but it would be nice. Yeah. For it to be um, well. one, and this is, um, kind of also how I got into aqua therapy was, um, have you ever worked with anybody with veterans affairs like blue cross? Yeah. So they cover, yes kin like you get to do the assessment you get to do Mm -hmm. the treatment plan you get to kind of do everything but they contacted the clinic Mm -hmm. that I was at um, when we were kind of playing around with aqua therapy and uh, they Mm -hmm. yeah they wanted me to see um, a couple of clients and I I it was so funny when they called I I was the one that answered the phone and I was like okay do I do I need anything they're like are you a registered kinesiologist I'm like yeah they're like, yep, that you're you're good to go. You're good to see this client. I'm like, okay, do I need a physio to mm-hmm. to do the assessment? They're like, no, you get to do the assessment yourself. I'm like, this is awesome. <laughs> this is great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's definitely different streams that are coming out that kind of have a little bit more independence toward the kinesiologist, which is which is sweet for people that either have their own practice or are trying to build yeah. up their own caseload. Yeah, yeah, for sure. No, um, for sure. yeah and That's then sweet. um like again back to your original question of like the future of kinesiology like like we talked about before just like hoping that the public um recognizes kinesiology or, and kinesiologists um like more anytime that i it's so funny anytime mm-hmm. i meet somebody and i tell them what what i do and they're like, oh, I've worked with a kinesiologist. Mm-hmm. I have to ask them so many questions. And like, I am so interested <laughs> because they, anyone that I meet, they just love, they loved their time with working with that kinesiologist. And they're, everyone has been a huge mm-hmm. advocate for it. Anyone that I've met that has kind of worked with a kinesiologist, they're always a huge advocate yeah. for the, the profession. Yeah. So yeah, um, just seeing that more and more would be nice. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And I think it will as 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 it gets bigger and more people. And that's why I hope for this is this podcast kind of gets people to think about that they can become an Arkin and do things like you or you're doing that you're passionate about without having to do yeah. continuing education and to kind of stay yeah. within yeah, this profession. Sure. 
So along that same sort of line about kind of talking to kin students <laughs> and when you are kittens, I, I wanted to give you some time now to kind of finish off with any sort of advice um, for any students that are thinking about writing an exam or advice for any new kins. It doesn't have to, you don't have to address both populations. You can just give general advice, but kind of if you were speaking to uh, a new kin per se, like what advice would you give now that you're kind of a year into your own practice but yeah, you've yeah. had some experience before. Um, so with, I have a couple of pieces of advice. Um, so with writing the uh, exam, what I found worked for me specifically was um, my friends at Humber and I, we got together. So I think we wrote the KIN exam in April. So we started in January. Every Monday we got together, mm -hmm. we discussed a topic um, someone would kind of lead the study group and come with questions mm -hmm. and have the answers like ready for as we worked through them. Um, but it was nice to just mm -hmm. kind of talk it out with everybody. And if we didn't understand something just to bring it up and, uh, and we would discuss it as a group and kind of figure it out as a group. So that was huge. Um, mm -hmm. and that brought mm -hmm. our friend group really close, um, we're still, we still get together every like two to three months um, when we, when we can get together. Uh, <laughs> yeah. 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 Might be uh, hold actually now, lately, yeah. like with all of this happening, we've been getting together via zoom uh, weekly, which has been awesome. Um, so I, yeah, I suggest Please. study yeah. group. It's not for everyone. Some people really need to sit down and kind of study on their own. Um, and that, and we did do that on our own, mm -hmm. but it was just nice to kind of come together and be like, okay, I have these questions. Like, does anybody know the answer or can anyone help me understand this a bit better? Um, so that was great. Mm -hmm. And then in terms of nice. like um, kinesiology and like all the different fields, what I found, and again, this was just for mm -hmm. me, but I talked a, bit, a little bit about all of my volunteering positions and I did that on purpose to just figure out where I wanted to go, what I wanted to do. Did I want to mm -hmm. um, pursue a master's and work as a TA? That's why I volunteered in an, an anatomy lab. Did I want to work in a hospital um, or did I want to work in a clinical setting or did I want to just work for like a sports team and was thinking maybe more of the marketing business side of that. Um, so I mm -hmm. just kind of narrowed it down and the cardiac rehab um, was also a big part of that. I kind of narrowed it down to like what mm -hmm. I really loved to do and what I, yeah, what was really mm -hmm. meaningful for me. So for me, uh, I just absolutely love helping people in any way that I can. So that's kind of where I was in a clinic, clinical setting and then kind of went into the aqua therapy and just immediately knew that I loved it and just ran with it, basically. Mm -hmm. No, and now you're yeah. coming up to a year and that's super exciting. And I congratulate that uh, of you to kind of taking that step and then to do well and kind of be a year in business yeah, is, huge. is awesome. <laughs> No. And that's definitely one of the things that I talked to you before about kind of why I was looking for someone like you on this like podcast, because you had experience kind of volunteering in different aspects. And it kind of took you a little bit to kind of figure out that, hey, mm -hmm. it isn't this, this and this. You're kind of 
crossing these things out it's this aqua therapy that you kind of are really passionate about and really enjoyed to the point yeah. that you started your own business so wanted to really point out for any listeners there that are kind of still trying to figure it out that yeah you might have to try you have to try things that mm-hmm. say no you have to taste different things before you kind of see what you actually like because really there might be something out there that you you are you do really like yeah. but you haven't tried it yet so I think that is really important advice in terms of making sure you volunteer and try things. Yeah. To kind of and even just shadowing, like you don't even have to um, volunteer, like just ask a, a kin that you're, mm-hmm. that you maybe follow on social media and ask if they can, if you can shadow mm-hmm. them and see what they do. And yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. for sure. No, I think that is really important. Awesome. Um, I think that's, all the main things that I want to kind of cover today during the, our conversation. So I just want to say uh, thank you, uh, Victoria, for kind of coming on the show. I, I really yeah, appreciate you for taking the time out today. Awesome. Uh, and lastly, I just want to say thank you to all the listeners. Uh, thank you for taking your time out today to listen to this full episode, if you made it this far. I look forward to releasing more podcast interviews in the near future. Now this kind of time that I have probably looking at once a week and then kind of going a little bit less as I kind of return back to normal programming. Um, So if you do know of any other registered kinesiologist, that would be an awesome fit for this podcast. You can email me at uh, makingconnections at gmail.com. Also, if there are any questions or concerns or comments that you have, these can be all directed, yes, at my email, but you can also on our LinkedIn and Facebook page, both are at Making Connections podcast. Links for everything will be in the show notes of the podcast, including where you can find Pure Movement um, and where you can find this podcast on all the different streaming platforms. So just saying thank you for listening from the Making Connections team. I want to thank everyone for listening today. I really appreciate you taking the time out to listen to the entire full podcast. If you liked what you listened to today and want to hear more, please subscribe to the Making Connections podcast on whichever platform you're listening on now. And remember to like us on Facebook and LinkedIn pages.